one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 77th year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Ah, glorious sunshine this morning. Look at it out there. 63 degrees. Very pleasant. Beautiful sun. But it's not going to stop there. It's going to climb up to 81. 85 tomorrow. 85 Friday. 88 Saturday. One problem on Saturday. There's the possibility of some thunderstorms. We got an OU game Saturday. Yeah, well, is, do we have any more uh, specific weather forecast for Saturday? I'm sorry. Let me turn on your mic. Oh, hi. Good morning. Hi. I'll see what I can dig up here okay. from uh, the Weather Channel. Are they saying morning, afternoon, night, what? Yeah, because, you know, this is Wednesday, so that could change, obviously, by Friday. We could hope, too. Yeah, we could hope, too, but no, no. Anyway. No rain on that, too. Okay, so, so let's see here now. Oh, I've forgotten already. I just had my tickets out last night. Six o'clock game? Yes. Okay. Six o'clock game last um, is coming Saturday. Beaton Stadium. Um, Florida Atlantic is the opponent. Yeah, but I'm just having a trouble. I was going to say, and then so and so field. Oh, Frank. Frank Solich Field. There we go. Got to get into a new habit. Anyway, Beaton uh, Stadium, Solich Field, um, marching 110. I saw them rehearsing the other night. Um, you know, that's fun to watch, too. Well, duh. No, it's not a duh. It is fun to watch. Oh, you mean the rehearsals? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I misunderstood what you said. Re- yeah, so it. save your does okay. for something else. <laughs> well, Sky does dozing for me. She what? I tried to make a joke, but it didn't work. What? Well, I well, I didn't hear it. I didn't understand what you said. Sky does for me, <laughs> and I meant dust. <laughs> it, it just was. It, it, that one was too far out. Yeah, I was like, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We're talking about duh, not dust. Well, the way you said it, it reminded me of the word. Uh, okay, we'll go with that. Uh, okay. How about that? Stop. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. I'm sorry. I messed up. Oh, you don't Back need to, to be the sorry. weather again. Okay, so I'm curious about uh, what they're thinking on Saturday. Okay, here's what the Weather Channel says. Saturday, okay, partly to mostly cloudy, a stray shower or thunderstorm is possible. Okay. High 87. And then, let's see. It doesn't go into much more detail, but it says... 22% chance of thunderstorm 
And then Saturday night, 24%. So more likely during the day. By 1%. 2%. 2%. More likely at night, 24% at night, 22% during the day. Oh, oh, oh. And that works against us. Yeah. But well, we'll do I, yeah, I think we'll be okay. And it might feel kind of good anyway if it's going to be near 90 degrees. So I have four seats, right? Yes, which you've had for 93 years, uh, right? A long time. Something like that? A long time. <laughs> I've only been here 50. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, um, but I have had a most of that. Yeah, you've and, been a, a long-time spectator. And, um, and supporter, too, because, you know, the Tower Club is... A little more pricey. Yes, it is. Anyway, um, in the same four seats at basketball for years and years and years. Hey, with those, maybe it is a combined 93 years. What do you think about that? Well, that's possible, I guess. But what I'm getting at, see, I even lost my train of thought now. Let me get it back here. About the game. Oh, I got it. Okay. Okay. I'm not begging or don't don't misunderstand, but I I'm the only one going the game. Yeah, you mentioned that the other day. Oh, did I? Okay. Yeah. But go keep going. Um When Micah comes in tomorrow, I gotta see if she wants to go. Oh, okay. She and her husband and There you go. That sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, That'd um, be cool. okay, well, let's get back on track. Here. Okay. Today is August 31st. That's right. The, today is the last day of the month of August. Yippee! <laughs> I say that only because I'm always thrilled when the first of the month comes around because that, then we send out all our bills oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, invoicing tomorrow <laughs> all right um, of course the year is 2022 so tomorrow is September 1st and um, Monday Scott will have a special edition of um, sentimental journey all morning long well all you know I mean 9 to noon each Yes. Um, we won't have a party line show per se. So you've heard me talk over and over, I'm sure, about this living for the weekend. Um, and I always mention uh, Guy Phillips' wife. That was her uh, email address. Linda. Yeah, Lent, thank you. Um, well, this is a big weekend. Yeah. Get an extra day. Yeah, and a football game. Indeed. Yeah. Do we? Hey, we've got some tickets. You want to give away some tickets right now? Sure. How about uh, we give them to? You want to do caller number one or two? I'll uh, get. I'll give them four tickets to the OU Bobcats game. Okay. Uh, folks, uh, our phone number is five nine two six six four six. Put seven four zero in front of it, of course. And let's go with the uh, third caller, okay? Okay. 
Four free tickets get you into the game this Saturday. So um, call us now, and we'll give you four free tickets to Saturday's uh, evening game, 6 o'clock kickoff. All right. I'll I'll try to pay attention to the phones here. Me too. You know, in all the years that you and I have been doing this show, I don't think we've ever done this before, giving away tickets on Party Line. Well, I, we've given away some things. Uh, well, I yeah. just don't remember specifics. I don't think we've done tickets, so this, Once, could, this I, could be a first on with, this. With all this noise we're putting out to you, let me try this one more time. <laughs> 740-592-6646. Four tickets. Third caller. All right. Let's see here. Everybody's waiting for caller number one, number two to hang up. Well, I'm not going to answer. <laughs> see, I'm just going to click it off. Okay. So, folks, you don't. There's call. You know, there's one call right now. Okay. Um. Let's see. I got to get back to work here. Okay. Now I need your help. I I used to know this stuff. Um, diatomaceous earth. Yes. Today is National Diatomaceous Earth Day. And diatomaceous earth provides around three-fourths of the oxygen that the earth utilizes each day. Diatomaceous earth, also known as DE, is a sedimentary rock. Actually, it's it comes from a diatom, obviously, which is basically algae. Okay, the algae dies; it sinks to the bottom of whatever water uh, it is in, whatever ocean, whatever lake, and there are uh, mines in uh, large deposits worldwide in countries such as the United States, Mexico, Chile, Peru. France, Spain, Denmark, and China, there are substantial deposits. So while the dying diatoms continue to form the diatomaceous earth today, some of these deposits developed millions of years ago. And uh, some of the largest deposits in the U.S. are in ancient lakes in California, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington. And they also form in oceans and occur along the coasts of North and South America. And um, a lot of this let me, let me, is uh, a filtering element. Let me, hey, Tyler. I can't. I'm on the air as we speak. So, um, <laughs> Dave's taking a phone call as, that, as if you couldn't tell there. Okay. So we'll be back here in just a second. Okay, but I'm sorry. That was an important call. Yeah, that's all right. And um, anyway, the the DE, for example, it it filtrates a lot of the liquids of use on this planet, too. For instance, it filters beer, and it also filters the wine that you may have tonight, Mr. Palm Tree Palmer. Wednesday night. Yes. And it also filters the water in swimming pools. It refines chemicals for food okay. and medications. Back up a notch. Okay. Diatomaceous earth. Is it commonly available? It's, it's in large deposits, yes. Okay. It's, it's mined, you know, much like a salt mine. Okay. Something like that. 
And um, what's it look like? Is it brown? Is it black? Granules, it... yeah. It's like little granules of uh, grayish uh, Gray. sand, so Gray. to speak. Okay. And it, it also, it's used in paint. It removes the sheen that makes flat paint flat. Huh. And in plastic, it prevents blocking in plastic film. Okay. And when oil spills, recovery specialists often turn to DE to absorb the oil. Lots of uses for that. So there's a little trivia question you can throw out tonight when you're uh, doing your gathering about this could be filtrated by DE. I, I can turn to one of our uh, participants in this uh, Wednesday night gathering and say, do you sell diatomaceous earth? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do, do hardware stores sell such things? I would guess they do. Okay. I mean, you, if you go to a pool supply store, uh, certainly they they have uh, chemicals or minerals like that okay. to sell. Because when I've I've taken apart a pool pump for I don't know how many times, and you got to change the sand in it mm -hmm. periodically, so it will filter correctly. I've got someone holding here. Okay, they were the third caller. Good morning. You're on the air. Jerry, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about the football game on Saturday. Ask Scott if he thought this was one of the most important football games at Ohio University in a while. Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, after, are, you, are you referring to last year's season? Well, yeah, even the last I mean, this is really important, I think, for the head coach. It's uh, really important for the fans uh, and, and the players. I mean, I think they got to start winning and yeah, it's, it's important for the university because you got to get more people coming to the games. Um, and, you know, what a good way to start out the first game was a win, especially at home. And if you lose, uh, that's not going to be a good thing. Yeah, well, I agree. I mean, you know, the first game of every season kind of sets the tone uh, until something drags it down. So, yeah, I, I think it's a big game. You know, Coach Albin is starting his second year. And some of his recruits uh, may be getting you know, more playing time. I haven't met him yet. Okay. Tim's a great guy. I worked with him, obviously, during my time Good. at Ohio Athletics. And uh, hopefully, you know, the, as they say, the ship gets righted. Because uh, coming right. off a three and nine year. And after this, what, they, they go to Penn State after this yeah. game? Uh, so yeah, they got some games coming up. Yeah. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. You already have tickets, right? No, I don't. Believe it or not, I don't. Because uh, during soccer season, you, know, you never know. I don't miss soccer stuff, so uh, a lot of times there's soccer games on Saturday. Well, you're our but, third uh, caller. Do you want them? Well, yeah, I'll take them. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there, no, there's no soccer at 6 o'clock this Saturday night, so yeah. Okay, so um, how does how does this work? We they're, down they're digital tickets. Okay. Oh, okay. So we'll need to have him call or provide his. I need your cell phone number, Jerry, so I can send them to your phone. And uh, because they are digital tickets. Well, he, does, right, he okay. may not want to give that over. Yeah, the if air. you don't want to give it out over the air, you can uh, give me a call. Yeah. You, Jerry, yeah, I give you a call, or, or stop, maybe I might stop in tomorrow afternoon or, or tomorrow morning or something. Okay. Uh, well, again, they're they're not physical tickets; they're digital tickets. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So I just gotta give you the information. Yeah. 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 yeah that's fine. We, we did that. We 
see that on tickets, like, you know, in the high school tournaments now, they're all like that. And uh, so, you know, you got to get used to that stuff pretty soon. I think they're probably almost all going to go that way. Oh, I think so, too, yeah. Well, you know, I think that, what do you call it, Q, Q, QR code? QR code. I understand many of the local um, tattoo shops are putting QR codes on your forehead now. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's crazy anymore. I'm I'm kidding. And, I'm kidding. But but it's really it's really like hard. Like a lot of the older people come to tournament games and they are not too familiar with that and stuff. So it, it takes a little bit more time to get people yeah. into the tournament games now and. Also, that one company that does, I think, it's so much the money, so it's a little bit more expensive. And uh, so that that just, I think, was caused by the pandemic. And now the, I think, the state, like high school association, really like it now. They get the money quicker and all that stuff. So. All righty. Well, we got four tickets for you. Okay, that's great. And hopefully, hopefully, we get a win Saturday. So work, work it out with Scott. Neat. Okay. Right, I sure will. Yeah, okay. it's it's a big game. You're right, Jerry. So um, hopefully they'll get started off on the right foot. Now, Florida Atlantic is no pushover. Uh, well, they couple... already had a game this year, too, so they, they're they 1-0 already. Yeah. Plus, uh, was it last year or a couple of years ago, they played Ohio State very tough in the horseshoe. And so, right. I, you know, a lot of those younger guys that played in that game are still playing at Florida Atlantic, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think the score was maybe tied at halftime or 10-7. to 7. Ohio State was leading, but it was very unexpected uh, from Florida Atlantic, and they had a, had a tough defense. So we'll, we'll nothing, see. Nothing played, playing in the Peden Stadium of, on Frank Solich Field is not, not going to scare them a bit after playing up there at the stew. Yeah. Yeah, it, it won't be the same, you know, crowd-wise or the size of the stadium, but uh, as you mentioned, still a big game, so hopefully Coach Alvin and the guys can get off on the right foot. And hopefully they have a big crowd because I think the weather's going to be nice on Saturday, so uh, and it'll cool off when the sun goes down some, so, I mean, hopefully everything works out for them. Yes, I hope so, too. Okay, so yeah, I'll, I'll get in touch with you. Sounds good, Jerry. Good hearing uh, your okay, voice. Uh, you haven't called okay. in in a while. Thank you. Dave, I, have to, I haven't seen you out to the Albany Cafe for a while. I know, I know. Huh. I, Tuesday nights have gotten a little cluttered up lately. But, yeah, uh, so, okay. I normally well, go out we'll... there and meet with my friends Dale and Darla. Yeah. Tell him, Jerry. Well, maybe... Give it to him. I, I will. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you should, eh? You Hey, you should come out uh, tomorrow night. Athens and Alexander play soccer tomorrow night. So, girls and boys both. So, that's always a big game. Yeah. All righty. Thank you. Okay. We'll let you go. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jerry. See ya. Yeah. Well, I haven't heard his. Oops, I turned my own mic off, not his. Let's see. There we go. Um, I hadn't heard his voice in a long time. Yeah, it's been a while. He used to be a very regular participant. Yeah. yeah. Okay, diatomaceous earth. I guess I guess we got that out. So we're doing what is today? Today, national this, national that, right? So the first one was National Diatomaceous Earth Day. All right. Number two, National Eat Outside Day. Like a picnic or something. 
I'm hoping to do a fire pit uh, neighborhood thing this weekend. I think I'd mentioned that. Yeah, I hope you can too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ne- next, National Trail Mix Day. I like trail mix bars and that sort of thing, but just trail mix, all tiny little particles. Uh uh-uh. uh. I like it when they're kind of massed together. You know what I mean? Yeah, like a granola bar or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love those. National South Carolina Day. I do like that state. And finally, National Matchmaker Day. Now, a matchmaker is someone who tries to line up a guy and a gal, right? Well, one could say that, yes. And in in the hopes that they um, link up in some fashion. Now, am I right? Yeah, you could, you could definitely go that angle with it. Yes. Well, what angle is there? Well, that Other. that's probably the the, the most popular one. Yes. Okay. I was thinking more like matching up a slice of bread with peanut butter on one slice <laughs> and a slice of bread with jelly on the other okay. slice, and, I get it. and then matching them together. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Well, let's um, let's see about our historical dates. The year 1142, on this very date. No, they say possible date for establishment of the Iroquois. Um, anyway, they go on to say the Iroquois or how League? They say this date is disputed. Other research places date between 1450 and 1660. So I, I don't know. Why are we doing that one? They don't have it exact. Why bring it up? Number two, 1888, the body of Jack the Ripper's first victim, a woman by the name of Mary Ann Nichols, is found in Whitechapel. In London's East End. 1917. In China. Sun Yat-sen. And his supporters. Rump. Parliament. Establishes a military government. And elects Sun Yat-sen. As commander in chief. 1917. 1945. The Liberal Party of Australia is founded by Robert Menzies. Move up to 1957, the Federation of Malaya gains independence from Great Britain. 1994, the Provisional Irish Republic Army declares a ceasefire in Northern Ireland. And in 1997, Diana, the Princess of Wales, dies in a car crash in a road tunnel in Paris. Remember where you were when you heard that? I think I was right here. 
kind of like another one of those historical events that you remember where you were, like the Elvis announcement, JFK, moon landing. Some of those are more pronounced to me. Challenger, space exploration, explosion, 9-11. One's in our lifetime, others. The Kennedy yep. assassination. Mm-hmm, both of them. JFK, RFK, Martin Luther King Jr. But my recollection is I was right here behind the mic. And we do have a TV here. And um, newsroom came in to say something's going on. And we turned on the TV and realized what was going on. Um... Well, let's see here. Famous birthdays. Caligula. Born in 12 A.D. Died in 41 A.D. Gaius Caesar Augustus Germanicus, better known by his nickname (laughs) Caligula, much easier, was the third Roman emperor ruling from 37 to 41. What year were you the emperor? 37? Until when? 41. Hmm. Are you the 37th emperor? Nope. This is um, a concrete um, statuesque sort of picture. In fact, I have two of those today, but um, it's a little hard to tell. This guy was a male, according to this picture. Um just because of the hair and everything. Okay, next. Again, these are famous birthdays. Raymond or Raymond Magsaysé. This is not a name familiar to me at all. M-A-G-S-A-Y-S-A-Y. Born in 1907 on this date, died in 1957. He was a Filipino statesman who served as the seventh president of the Philippines from December 1953 until his death in an aircraft disaster on March 17, 1957. Okay, now we have another concrete uh, statute sort of thing. It's Commodus, Commodus, C-O-M-M-O-D-U-S. He even goes farther back. He was born in 161. Oh, no. I'm mistaken. He, he was born in 161 A.D. I thought it was... Um, anyway, he uh, didn't live very long, like 31 years. Died in 192 A.D. Commodus was the inventor of the toilet bowl with running water <laughs> and indoor plumbing. No kidding. No. Yes, I'm kidding. Oh, you were? Wait yeah. a minute. It fits, though, doesn't it? Commodus? Oh, I see where you're going. Commode? Okay. Yeah, the inventor of the toilet bowl. Man, you really, uh, I took you serious. Yeah. Okay, do it right. Pretty good, huh? Yeah. Hey, the Roman emperor who ruled from <laughs> <laughs> 176 to 192. He served jointly with his father, Marcus Aurelius, who invented the urinal. 
Oh, from, come on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> from 176 until the latter's death. Oh, dear. In 180. And thereafter, he reigned alone until his assassination. Way to go, Commodus. Just the, uh, I am, I'm, I want to think that they had some relative named TP or something. Yeah, could be. Okay. Or sink water, yeah. something like that. Okay, Wilhelmina of the Netherlands. Bathtub. Wilhelmina of the Netherlands, born in 1880 on this day. Died in 1962. Had a fairly long time. Very attractive picture here. Uh, Wilhelmina was the Queen of the Netherlands from 1890 until her abdication in 1948. She reigned for nearly 58 years longer than any other Dutch monarch. Her reign saw both World War I and World War II, as well as the Dutch economic crisis of 1933. Okay, this one doesn't... uh... This looks like um, someone sitting on a deathbed, or laying on a deathbed. Wonderful picture, right? Mary Ann Nichols, who was uh, born in 1845, but died on this date in 1888. Well, I, I think you just mentioned her as the first victim of Jack the Ripper. Oh, that's it. Okay. Well, all righty. Good morning, folks. 15 minutes remaining in today's program. Um, story that's been covered widely in the news this morning. Um, city down in Mississippi, Jackson, right? Yes. The governor down in Mississippi declared a water emergency in that state Monday night after flooding in Jackson compromised the city's water system, warning the 150,000 people that reside in that city they may be without reliable water indefinitely. What a mess. Yes. Although flooding was less than expected, pump motors failed at the water treatment plant after heavy rains. These rains raised the Pearl River and its reservoir last week, reducing water pressure across the city. Sinks, toilets, even fire hydrants will not flow sufficiently for proper use. So in light of that news, Jackson Public Schools opened to a virtual and state emergency. Officials created an incident command center to get the plant back into operation and distributed uh, bottled water. I'm, I'm leaving the story for a minute. My understanding is that they're out of bottled water now again. Not again, but I mean... And so now they're dealing with that. Okay, back to the story. The city's water system has long had issues and was even cited by the Environmental Protection Agency in January 
for violating the Federal Safe Drinking Water Act. Further, the city had already been under a boil order notice or boil water notice since July. What a mess. Um, Jackson, Mississippi. Now hopefully they can get some supplies in there soon and people around the country will respond as we as Americans normally do when an area is in need, Red Cross, private citizens, businesses, people show up to help and send supplies. Here's kind of an odd story. Um, a 74-year-old former high school teacher in Australia has been found guilty of murdering his wife in 1982 um, after popular true crime podcast, The Teacher's Pet, that was the name of that podcast, renewed an investigation. A judge found Christopher Dawson killed his then 33-year-old wife, Lynette, to pursue a relationship with a 16-year-old former student who babysat the couple's two daughters. Good night. Dawson faces a possible life sentence. Once again, he's 74 today. Or not today, but at this time. Let's see, more on the story. Dawson was arrested in 2018 after the release of the podcast, which examined his relationship with Lynette and the events leading to her, to her disappearance in 1982. Um, Lynette was his wife. A judge hearing the case said the podcast may have impacted witness testimony but he was satisfied with the circumstantial evidence, dismissing Dawson's claim that Lynette left him in, and citing inconsistencies in his defense. And the story goes on, it is still unclear what happened to Lynette. Her body was never found. Well, this um, podcast, again, the entitled The Teacher's Pet has been downloaded 60 million times internationally and it won an Australian journalism accolade. Hmm. Um, Last night I went to the film festival. You remember we had the show on uh, Monday. Monday. Mm -hmm. With Milena and uh, her daughter, Yeah, Brenda. It was very well done. There was a nice uh, group attending. Um, we have uh, Sky's dogs here over on FM. You think? <laughs> yeah, well, you may as well acknowledge it. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's um, not me doing sound effects that time. Yeah, that was a good show Monday, having them both in for the film festival. Well, the show last night was very well done. Great. 
Afterwards, we walked across the street and had a bite to eat at um, Hibachi. Oh, cool. And it was cool. Yeah. Her daughter was really, really nice. She had some very nice words for me, very nice compliments, and I just thought she was, didn't need to say that, but she did. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Okay, now let's turn to Princess Diana. Today marks the 25th anniversary of Princess Diana's death, which occurred at her age of 36. That's right, August 31st, 1997, the British princess was killed in a high-speed car crash while being pursued by photographers, along with a boyfriend, Dodi Al-Fayed, and the car's driver, Henry Paul, in the Pont de la Lama Tunnel, located in Paris. A later investigation found the paparazzi and Paul, who had blood alcohol level three times the legal limit, equally at fault for the death. Dubbed the People's Princes, Diana was known to champion humanitarian causes, things such as homelessness, domestic violence, and AIDS awareness, including shaking hands with an ill patient captured in a famous photo. Diana was 20 years old when she married Prince Charles. That was in 1981 becoming then the Princess of Wales. Went on, of course, to have two sons, Princess William and Harry. Last sentence reads, Diana was an international style icon and is widely credited with modernizing the royal family. It is estimated a record two and a half billion people watched her funeral worldwide. I remember doing so myself. Okay, what else do we have here? I guess we can uh, put this report over here and turn our attention to the, uh, the New York Times, the morning report. Okay, Uh, this is often authored by David Leonhardt. It is today as well. Americans on the left end of the political spectrum have become less anxious about COVID. Okay, remind me one more time. Left and right. (sighs) Forgive me. What, left and right what? When they're talking about politics. Oh, left is what? Uh, leftist. Well, I you know they typically refer to them as the blue Democrats. Okay, in in right the blue wingers. and the red, I get that mixed yeah. up too. Right wingers, red. Okay, Republicans. But so we'll say, I'm just going to say Republicans. Okay. You know it could it could be applicable to both parties, but go ahead, left and right. Americans on the left 
which is Republican. The, the liberals. The left is uh, liberals. Now I'm all mixed up. Okay, left. So right is conservative mm -hmm. and Republican. Typically, yes. Left is liberal and Democrat. Typically. Okay. But again, it could be applied to... Now you watch. Tomorrow I won't have that anymore. <laughs> I've just never been able to capture that very well. Anyway, let's go on. Good morning. Hey. Americans on the left end of the political spectrum have become less anxious about COVID. Almost six months ago, when my morning colleagues and I released our last poll about COVID, the deep anxiety among Americans identifying as very liberal was one of my main findings. The writer goes on, 47% of very liberal adults said that they believed COVID presented a great risk to their own personal health and well-being. That was significantly larger share than among conservatives, moderates, or even liberals who stopped short of calling themselves very liberal. Particularly striking was the level of concern among liberals under the age of 45, even though the virus' worst effects have been con concentrated among older people. The writer goes on, I understand why attitudes about the virus vary so sharply by ideology. Our country is polarized on most high-profile issues today. In the case of COVID, Donald Trump and, others, some, and some other Republicans, exasperated by the divide, uh, um, by making a series of false statements that downplayed the threat or misrepresented the vaccines. I hope I'm reading this well enough. To, me, to many liberals taking COVID seriously, more seriously at times than this scientific evidence even justifies, well, it became an expression of identity and solidarity. As one progressive activist tweeted last year, the inconvenience of having to wear a mask is more than worth it to have people think I'm not, but not to have people not think I'm a conservative. Oh, it's so confusing. Well... The share of very liberal who say the virus presents a great risk to their own personal health has fallen now to 34%. The 13-point drop since March was larger than the drop among any of the six other ideological self-identifications in the poll. Okay, so what are these terms? Very liberal. Liberal. Then they have a mass thing, just all adults. So that's like an average. Moderate, slightly liberal, very conservative, slightly conservative, and then flat out conservative. <sighs> so confusing.
Well, we're nearly out of time. Uh, once again, folks, we remind you that um, we got a football game coming up. Um, maybe we'll have some more tickets to give away tomorrow. Be careful out there. And uh, let's see here. There's something tonight, right? Yeah, you're gathering. Oh, okay. Just my, <clears throat> my personal group. Okay. Yeah. All right. Be careful and, and um, um, plan for In our 72nd year of serving event. Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We begin with breaking news on COVID. The U.S. has just authorized updated booster shots targeting the Omicron strain. The Biden administration has been hoping to blunt another COVID surge this fall and winter. Americans could begin rolling up shirt sleeves for those new boosters within days. FDA vaccine chief Dr. Peter Mark says he'll be at the front of the line. Federal officials are alleging a high-stakes game of hide-and-seek involving classified information transferred to former President Trump's estate in Florida. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The Justice Department filing aims to paint a picture of possible obstruction. 